This is Joseph Rohn of A Fool for Learning, and our foolish thought for today is doing business with the U.S. federal government. Step three, the cage code. Greetings and welcome to my Foolish Thought podcast. In this third of four episodes tackling some of the basics in relation to doing business with the U.S. federal government, I have with me Tom Stallone of TAPSEC, TAPSEC Consulting. So let me tell you a little bit about Tom. Tom has been the managing partner of TAPSEC Consulting since 2002. TAPSEC facilitates the delivery of products and services for multiple technologies such as land mobile radio, security, telephony, network management, and audiovisual to both government and commercial clients. He has delivered more than $4.5 billion in sales. That is correct. You've heard me correct. $4.5 billion with a B in sales and over $416 million in revenue to multiple clients. So Tom really knows his stuff. He knows what he's doing when he generates these sorts of numbers. So Tom, welcome to the Foolish Thoughts podcast. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about how to do business with the federal government and specifically today about the CAGE code. What is CAGE? What does it stand for? Commercial and Government Entity Code. And this is specific to a site. So a company, take a large company like Lockheed Martin, may have 30 or 40 different CAGE codes. But the importance of this number and why the site is important, this is how the Defense Logistics Agency will pay an entity and get an entity paid by the Defense Finance and Accounting. What does the Defense Logistics Agency have to do? I'm, a, I'm a, a, an individual company. I want to do business with the U.S. government. I want to do, let's say, business with, oh, I don't know, the archives, the National Archives, which is a federal government agency. What does Defense Logistics have to do with me doing business with the National Archives? Well, think of them as the primary telephone book with all the information behind it to do business with the federal government. They issue some of the numbers. They also facilitate some of the payments that are made. And that is the key location to go to to find out an entity if you want to do business with the government or if the government is looking for particular, they want to buy forks or knives or spoons, they can go into these systems and find out information about your company, including whether it's a social economic set aside, where it's located, etc. The CAGE code, which is the Commercial and Government Entity Code, is specific to an organization, but in particular, it's specific to their site. So let me ask you this question. If, if a company has 20 sites... And let's say they all produce the same thing, let's say bread, but they're just kind of these regional sites. Does each one of them have to have a cage code or, or am I getting really confused? And, and The short answer is it's down to the P&L code of a company, profit and loss code. If they're set up with individual agencies and they're tracking finances and payments by individual entities or sites, that's the level of detail that you would need a cage code number for. What do I have to need before I even begin the cage codes process? And is this literally, so I'm going to ask you a couple, the second question here at the same time, is this the third, literally the third step of the process, or is this a piece of item that I really have to have before I do other things? So let's, let's talk about what do I need to have and where is the cage code come in, in the entire process? So in order to do a full government registration, we talked about the DUNS number being the first building block. So this is then the second stage 
first of all, who and what you are. That would be the DUNS number and where you're located. And now this is the important answer to the question, how do I get paid? Because that's why this is set up by individual sites. The CAGE code is how working with the Defense Logistics Agency and the Defense Finance Agency, or even some of the non-DOD entities, how they're going to pay you. This is how they track you down. Your bank account number will be associated with a specific CAGE code. So what information do you have to have in order to get this cage code? I mean, company name, is it CIN or, and or EIN? What, what types of typical information? And where do companies make their biggest mistakes? They make their biggest mistake in not having their tax identification number, their locations with specific information about the location, and a point of contact available to fill in when it comes time to do this online form. And... Just as we talked about with the DUNS number, you need to have this information available so you can quickly fill it in and it all tracks to the system for award management. So that single location can track you down right to the site and then make sure that you're getting paid as you submit your invoices. And if any of this information doesn't line up, you don't get paid. That's the bottom line or it delays payment. Is there anything else an organization should know or understand about this CAGE code? No, I, I believe we kind of hit it right on the head. Okay. The important thing is CAGE code equal dollars, equal getting paid. And that could be you could have, this is the one time you could have multiple CAGE codes for an organization because it's really tied to the sites. Okay. Tom, as we kind of wrap up this particular segment, I want to take this opportunity to thank you for sharing your knowledge with everyone today. And if someone wants to get a hold of you and maybe how you and your company can help them facilitate this entire process uh, of gaining entry into the U.S. federal government market, how can they contact you? Well, the, thank you. The easiest way is always my cell phone, 703-898-2133, or you can email me at tomstallone at tapsec-consulting.com. And for our listeners out there, if you enjoyed this episode, listening to Tom, learning about him, telling you about, about Sam, take a moment to like or to comment on whatever platform you may be listening to us on. So this is Joseph Rowan with A Fool for Learning. And if you want to learn more about me and what my organization does and how I can assist you and your, you and your company with an appropriate learning solution to meet your business needs, please visit my website at afoolforlearning.com. This is Joseph Barone, the CEO of A Fool for Learning, signing out. Remember, learn, perform, succeed.